0: You're listening to another episode of the Zagger Soap here. I'm excited to be joined by one of our favorite 2019 fellows, Matt Wagner is here. He has some exciting life news we're going to hear about. Uh, so without further ado, let's get to it. All right, Matt, you're putting the the new and new leaders council with all the changes in your in your life. Let's start with the the move first. Tell folks where you moved from and where you moved to.
1: So there is a lot new. Uh, When I became a New Leaders Council Fellow, I was living in San Diego and chose to be part of the LA chapter because LA is the center of Southern California political life uh, and and, uh, many other industries as well. Uh, And since then, I have uh, unexpectedly been offered and accepted a position here in Los Angeles um, at Planned Parenthood of LA. Uh, So I work there now am super excited to be there and have just finished about a week ago moving uh to the west side so here we are
0: nice well we'll talk about planned parenthood in a second i'm always curious when people move here and as i'm sure you know everyone has an opinion as well about where you should live and how you should strategize what were the kind of top priorities and what part of town you want to live in and, and how you wanted to make all that happen
1: it was so tough, it was so <laughs> tough. there are so many neighborhoods in our uh for me uh, it was twofold one uh, my partner catherine uh, works for a company that uh, has their office in the west side of L.A. Um, near Culver City. And uh, we were able to actually find a place that makes uh, car-free commute possible for mm. her. Uh, so that was a huge aspect of, of the choice. And then second, I think it was managing this ridiculous L.A. traffic, um, trying to find a place where you could sort of retreat. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, trying to find a place where you could retreat into some sense of kind of comfort and quiet, um, but still not be too far away uh, from work and infrastructure and all the great things LA has to offer.
0: And you spent a decent amount of time in LA. Obviously you were coming up here for the fellowship, at least one time a month. What are some of the places you're still hoping to go in the city or what are the, some of the things you're still trying to, to learn about the city?
1: I'm still trying to learn so much. Uh, number one, I'm trying to learn, the transit system. Uh, I'm a believer in transit, like from an ethical and, and pragmatic standpoint. Um, so the metro train, the bus system, trying to learn how that all works. Um, and, you know, my sister lives in LA near Hollywood. Uh, my grandmother lived in LA for around 50 years. So I am familiar with it. Um, but I just feel like it is a city of places to discover. There are so many microcosmic, neighborhoods and, um, kind of districts. Um, I'm trying to get to know, I think the next one on my list is probably Koreatown. It's not far from my work. Uh, and it seems to be just an incredible place. So I want to explore Koreatown more. Uh, and then Culver city right nearby. Um, it is so many good restaurants, so many great open spaces. Um, and I happen to know, Yes me and the amount shout yeah. out to her running for Culver City City Council um, and uh, would love to help support uh, her in that as well.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a fun campaign for sure. So let's talk about the work. Um, give us the broad strokes of what you're doing and what you've been hired to do.
1: Sure. Um, so I should start off by clarifying that I'm not a spokesperson for <laughs> Plan. I don't have the uh, uh, I am not representing them in anything that I say, but I am extremely excited to work for them. Uh, I am the director of security for Planned Parenthood of L.A. That is dozens of sites all over L.A. County um, providing services um, to women and girls, but also to men and boys, um, to families um, around reproductive health care, people who in many cases don't have insurance and need it uh, and need health care, people who may have limited options other than Planned Parenthood. Uh, and, you know, people forget because it's a ubiquitous name, but it's a nonprofit. You know, we run on support from community members, from donors, from institutions. Um, and my role there broadly uh, is to make sure that the staff who work there, but especially the patients who come visit, um, have a safe and secure environment to receive health care. I think when you're coming in, especially for reproductive health care, People have a right to feel safe and comfortable when they do that, and I get to oversee the program that gives them that safety and that comfort. And that is an honor, and it is exciting, and it is a challenge, um, and I'm super thrilled to be doing it.
0: Yeah, you know, this time of year is when we actually were reading your application and other applications uh, last year. And I think what stood out to us was your unique background um, in in security and in law enforcement to some degree, and the fact that you were... a Progressive. Uh, what kind of aspects of the past jobs you feel like have have really in, in informed your ability to even land a job like this?
1: Yeah, I remember this conversation, you know, with you last year, and also when interviewing for NLC itself. Um, and it, it is fascinating and makes me feel good how it has developed. Um, you know, I came, I was a special agent with the U.S. Diplomatic Security Service for the majority of my career, um, and to me, I envisioned. My role with diplomatic security is helping ensure people had access to their rights. Um, When I was overseas serving at U.S. embassies, it was making sure that American citizens could feel safe and comfortable when they accessed their embassy. It was making sure that visa applicants, either people from the country I was serving in or people from third countries, um, could come in. They could know that the United States of America was a place that they could feel welcome and comfortable um, and not have to worry about basic things like their physical well-being. Um, And so I feel like those basic lessons, although I think they're being unfortunately eroded in a serious way by the um, administration now, they're the exact same philosophy that I take to Planned Parenthood. It is a matter of making sure that people exercising a natural right that they have don't have undue threats or barriers or burdens when they're exercising that right. And then specific to Planned Parenthood, there are people out there who fundamentally believe either that committing violence is somehow uh, righteous or um, are so fueled by their own personal anger or uh, resentment or ignorance um, that they make a target out of people who are vulnerable and people who need support and services. Uh, And so to stand in the way of that violence um, is something that that makes me very proud.
0: Yeah, we're proud of you as well. Let me hear a little bit more about all the work you're about to get into and also some other thoughts and observations on LA. We'll get to that right after this short break. Thanks for listening to the Zach. We'll be right back. Obviously you can't give away trade secrets, but one of the things I've always been curious about is is how did you, how did you learn all of this stuff? Or like what is the the school of learning how to keep building secure or people safe? What is that actually like? What are the classes like? How do you learn the tactics to make this happen?
1: Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of, like, YouTube videos, if you were to Google, like, (laughs) diplomatic security training or something like that, they they always make it look a little, like, cooler and, you know, more movie style than it really is, but, um, you know, I started my, I mean, I went to Georgetown, um, shout out to the Hoyas, I was very, very uh, lucky to learn Arabic there and have some exposure to um, DC and Capitol Hill and all that stuff, Um, but in terms of the actual security skills, um, I started my training at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, or FLETC, in Georgia, uh, and then got my specialized training with diplomatic security in West Virginia um, at their uh, interim uh, training facility. Um, And then really it was a lot of learning on the job from incredible committed public servant, primarily overseas, but also here in the U.S. Um, I worked at three different U.S. embassies, and two different field locations here in the U.S., uh, one in New York, one in San Francisco. Uh, and I learned from people who had been doing this a really long time. And also, I think what what is forgotten a lot of times when um, folks like us are talking about studying and learning, uh, learning from events that had been long settled, You know, whether mm-hmm. that was the Red Army faction in Germany in the 80s and, and prior, whether that was... Um, I mean, even as far back as the uh, you know the assassination that sparked World War One, um, you learn from history and you learn the the nuts and bolts um, from people who have gone before you, just like in any other profession.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. Well, listen, what uh, what else do you feel like will uh, be things to watch for? Uh, with Planned Parenthood or even just things to watch for politically? Because I know you, you mentioned some of the, the current state of affairs with the current administration. Uh, you mentioned, yes, means race in Culver City, something hyper-local. Like, what kind of political things are you going to pay attention to in the next 12 months? Uh,
1: me personally, I think, you know, uh, Eric, and, and I think some of the folks who listen to this know, I, I watch politics very closely. I participate in politics very closely um, outside of my 501c3 job. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I think local races are going to matter more than ever. I think in places like Los Angeles, where maybe people from outside of L.A., like I was, have this impression that, you know, everything's perfect and, you know, we are a, a quote unquote liberal city. Um, I think the, the specifics, the nuts and bolts, the how questions um, really differentiate candidates. And I don't know enough yet. Um, about many local races. But I think for me, the thing to watch, especially being new here, is going to be not asking candidates what they want to achieve, but specifically how are they going to achieve it. I know that there's a number of local races happening right now down in San Diego, where you have a number of really good Democrats running against each other, but the significant difference is going to be, you know, how equipped are you to actually implement what your talking about there's you and I think you can apply that to the presidential race as well. I think we have candidates who talk about their desired end state um, of how politics should be or the federal government should be um, but you have very few candidates with plans you know I think there's one candidate famously uh, who is all about her plans right now and I'm very very excited and supportive of that but I think it's also important to recognize this is just my personal opinion, um, you know, the Warrens of the world are a phenomenal opportunity because they have plans. She has plans. I trust that she has a, a roadmap in her mind to get to them. But I also think it's important to give credit to the Bidens of the world who have gone through some of the challenges that we as outsiders may not expect of implementing and crafting policy. Um, I think the Buddha judges of the world are underrated um, because he comes from a process background. When he was, whether it was in the military or as a McKinsey consultant, his job was essentially to take a stated set of goals and figure out how to achieve them. Um, so for me, those three candidates um, interest me the most. The rest, I think, speak phenomenally well to our values, but not as well to a process that will achieve those values.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Wilson, well, it's great to catch up with you. and glad you're a full-time LA resident and appreciate you coming on thanks for everyone for listening to this episode you can catch all past episodes in the usual spots apple Podcasts, soundcloud spotify stitcher they're all there over 140 so conversations with great progressive folks check that out And until next time we'll catch you soon